Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 54, where I think our mic is blinking or not blinking, so that means it's recording. So this week, we've got a lot of news. Well, a good portion of it came out of Gamescom. There's a lot of other controversy, too. Uh, what was your takeaways from Gamescom overall? What did you think of it? Um, wasn't overly impressed. Yeah. You know, the show still hasn't quite arrived yeah. in the way I... The way I'd like it to. Well, E3 sucks now too, though. So I mean, sure. I mean, where are all the announcements going? So I mean, well, that they're on. They get they just they're random. They want their own day. Yeah, Uh, and I guess I I thought it was a nice little. Well, we are at the end. We are at the end of the that too. The generation. So I mean, probably until the new consoles are announced, it's gonna be pretty pretty dry. Well, and that's what that's first thing off the bat. That was two things that I wanted to talk about is. At Gamescom, Microsoft announced there is going to be an XO19. And we know, well, we don't know, but a leaker says the full PS5 reveal is coming February 2020. So they're going to blow it out. They're going to announce their game. Close. Um, about six months out. So that that's what that was my thought is, you know, do you think this XO19, do you think Microsoft, I think it's in November, it's in London, do you think they'll actually show an Xbox next game and beat Sony to the punch you know if, if they're not going until February will they be the first to come out and show next gen gameplay if they showed Halo Infinite gameplay at XO19 it'd be huge yeah will I they mean, go that far if if Sony's planning February and I could see that I think so, I think Microsoft would want to get out in front because my thought is what else are they going to announce yeah if they're having an Xbox event in November they've already missed you can't be. You can't really be announcing new Xbox One games. You can, but it would be a little awkward though heading into the holiday season. Oh, well, it's like at the way. end of the holiday season, even. Yeah. It's like right. So right. So it's like. By the way, uh, you know, you can get your kid an Xbox this Christmas. But, right. But next Christmas we're gonna have a really cool yeah, Xbox. So <laughs> do you really want to spend three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars? It's an awkward time. Yeah. I, like I almost. I'm surprised they didn't wait until, like, January. So, like you said, like, after the holiday season is over. So then they could say, you know, just go full-blown next-gen. Yeah. Um, but they are doing an XO19, which I'm happy about at all. Because I missed the, these dedicated... And even though last year's wasn't that impressive, I think it's important. Because Sony's been having their own events, and I think they've been received very well. Um, you know, that's and that's what where the PS5 is supposedly going to be revealed. is in their big event in February. So, XO19 was one of the first big announcements. Sony buying Insomniac probably was the thing that got talked about by far and away the most, which I thought was interesting because, A, this comes as no surprise to me. I think it's a good get for Sony. Insomniac's a great developer, but it's one of those developers that they almost kind of had already. It was like Microsoft buying Playground. Yeah. Like, yeah, you pretty exactly. much just locked up you the You just studio. associated with them. And so it's great news for Sony, but people were acting like this was like a ginormous deal changer. The whole every, the whole game's changed now. And it's like, well, you know, their next two games were going to be Spider-Man 2 and 3. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good game I mean, for shuts Sony. The door, but, it shuts the door on um, Sunset Overdrive. Well, they could farm it out to some other developer, yeah. but they won't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's a great deal for Sony there. It's great to lock them down as exclusive, but people were like, 
Sony fans were saying, you know, like, oh, they're clearly the best now. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Xbox fans were like, oh my god, we're doomed. Yeah. And I was like, what what is the big deal here? Yeah, I mean, the, the Spider-Man game is pretty good. It's it was pretty a big good. success. But, you know, looking back through it, and some, at first I was like, wow, this is, this is a really good game. Yeah. But then I started to think about it, and I was never blown away by Sunset. I know it's a big... I love Sunset. It's a big game for you. It's one of the best games on Xbox this gen. It never really connected with me. It was a little too wild. Little I love Resistance, game. too. I yeah. thought that's a great so, franchise. But I mean, Sony yeah, killed that's, it. That's probably their two high points outside of uh, Spider-Man, right? Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Resistance, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess Ratchet and Clank, too. Um, but other than that, I mean, like none of those games were like, oh, I need to play them. So they were Spyro, right? Crash Bandicoot was Naughty Dog. Spyro yeah. was Insomniac. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I like Spider Man. I, I, I think that's the best game of theirs that I played. Yeah. I like it, except for the Mary Jane parts. Could have, could have done without the Mary Jane parts. But um, I just can't believe people made as. I mean, there's no doubt Insomniac is great. Whoever bought, whoever buys Insomniac, great, great. Yeah, I mean but, they're they're really. Capable. I don't know why like the console war was so set on fire by this because it's like, well, Sony really just locked down developer. They really kind of always had. Yeah, and then Microsoft, you know, has bought how many studios in the past year? This is not like a blow to Microsoft. So, I, the one thing I do think is interesting though. Because people are speculating that Sony's going to buy more studios. We pretty much know Microsoft's going to buy more. Um, we're really seeing... For the last 10 years, it seemed like the big thing to do was to go independent. Go independent. Yeah. Yep. We're seeing like a reconsolidation now. Like yeah. All these independents are realizing, well, this is really hard. We need to get a floor back yeah. under us because... Well, it's just really interesting, isn't it? I mean... For the longest time, Microsoft's strategy was it seemed to be, you know, let's let's get rid of our studios and yeah. we'll just we'll sign deals yeah, with people. Right, you know, we'll, right. we'll we'll contract this studio to make this game. Yeah. And that seemed pretty smart. I actually thought that was a pretty good idea. But it never really seemed to pan work. out. No. Yeah, it never you know, like the quality of games never seemed to be there. And I don't I really don't know why it didn't work. There's something about making well, your first party I really think, having all that control. I think it's because the studio can't be fully... Sure, you're funding that one game, but the studio still isn't totally dedicated to it because they've got to run the, their own studio still, take care of their own employees. You know, They've got all that management. They've probably got other projects for other publishers, yeah. and they're all competing for each other's time and budget. And Whereas when you're once they're first party, it's... Hey, we'll take care of the business. You focus on making great games. And <clears throat> I think that's the advantage. Yeah. And I, I sort of wonder if Sony does have the advantage that, like, they can they can point to all their first-party studios yeah. and, and their games and go, you know, like, we got Naughty Dog doing yeah. this. We got uh, uh, Polyphony Digital doing this. The same damn thing for the past. Well, yeah, years. but they're, they're really high quality passion projects, yeah. like really, you know, the high budget. And, and well, yeah, they the, define the quality. AAA. The, the quality, right. they define of the, of the budget, is really high quality, and there seems to be a lot of passion there yeah. for the studios themselves. So it seems like it sort of has a knock-on effect to other studios. Yeah. Like, oh, we want to be, you know, we want to be in the same. We want to be naughty dog. Yeah, we want to be like them. So it seems that like. In fact, yeah. all their other studios and like their studios just get better and better. And 
And I think maybe Microsoft doesn't have that atmosphere yet. Well, I think they're developing it. Yeah, they're trying but, to. But yeah. I, I still think Sony is the king, and we've said it a million times, of the single-player, cinematic, third-person, action-adventure game. No doubt. I don't know why Microsoft isn't delving more to differentiate themselves by focusing on... The Xbox Live is great, so focus on competitive multiplayer games. You know, make Halo... Here we go. Make Halo great again. I don't mean to say bad, though, but... uh, You know, make Gears great again. And then do new multiplayer franchises like Bleeding Edge, like Killer Instinct. Yeah. You know, play up your your multiplayer side have big tournaments for it get all the eyeballs on that because you're not going to out Naughty Dog Naughty yeah. Dog and I know they're trying to with the initiative and I think it will they'll, they'll, do, they'll be able to match them blow for blow I think but I feel like instead of chasing Sony Microsoft should really be trying to differentiate themselves well and I think they have actually I mean, well business wise I think they have you look at the studios they acquired and the types of games that I, I expect them to make yeah. like I don't expect um you know, was it in Exiles? What's, what was that one say? In Exiles? What's yeah. The one that makes little XL, RPGs. Yeah. They, I don't expect them to suddenly make a, you know, yeah. third person action adventure. No, they're good. They, they bought a lot of RPG studios, uh, a lot of indie studios. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they seem to have bought basically a studio for each. Every genre. Genre. Except and Japanese. I, I would expect them to stick pretty much to that genre, what yeah. they know. Yeah. And um, that's very different from what Sony's done. Sony, Sony just buys high-quality studios and says, yeah. well, whatever you want to do, just go do it. Yeah. And it's well, that's just, what Microsoft's doing, too. Just coincidentally, everybody wants to make a third-person action adventure and game. That's extremely cinematic. All the developers that Microsoft has bought have, have said that. They're saying that Microsoft is coming in and saying, you do you. This is why we are buying you. We're not buying you to change you. We're buying you because of what you already do. You know, yeah. double fine. Yep. We don't want you to make different games. We want you to make the games you make for us. Yeah. And that's it. And I think that's good because what else we see is what EA has done with all their studios where they're trying to force them into puzzle pieces that don't fit. Yep. And then all those studios get run into the ground. Visceral, that's happening at Bioware. It's, I mean, DICE isn't dead, but dice has definitely been run ground yeah out. they've been they've been in better shape um but anyway we saw the first gameplay of death stranding um and a, that new game disintegration which is from one of the creators of halo we saw the first gameplay of death stranding and i think still all of us were still saying what the hell is this I game just can't, about i can't with this game i'm hyped just for can't. it but i still don't know what the hell we we do no i'm not hyped i am I but am. i i'm Terrified. At the I'm same ready time. to get the casket on this game <laughs> and just let it be death. I I no strand. Did you see Jeff Keighley's in this game? No. Yes, he is. He's a character. <laughs> this almost feels like Kojima you know made a game to stick all of his friends. Did you in. see? Did you see Jeff Keighley? He he actually got the news that Sony had bought Insomnia. Yeah. In in the middle of his show. Yeah. In the middle of his Gamescom show. Yeah. And he 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 stopped the show to, to announce to everybody. <laughs> That he had just heard that Sony had bought Insomniac, which I thought was just funny. Like, yeah. Who else would do that, really? I think he. I, 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 I think, think that's he puts on cool. a good show. Yeah. yeah I, I think, thought it was pretty neat. I think he's like, pretty in touch with what gamers want. I think he, he, you know, he does the game awards. I think he did pretty good with this. I think he's doing good stuff. But oh yeah, Death Stranding. I, this game is out in like 
few months two three months yeah and i still and everybody's saying that like okay we saw gameplay we still have no idea what you do in this it's a walking simulator well that's what somebody called it that uh and they said it was like the greatest thing they ever played but they literally said like what you do in this game you walk around the united states yeah that's what you do and um We'll, you know, we'll if, see how it if it was out. a really in-depth like survival simulator where you have to like essentially walk across the United well, States I think it is. while these monsters are yeah. like, chasing after you, that could be interesting. And I see, I like you know, Gone, Gone Home's in my top ten of all time. I've played a lot of walking simulators that I've enjoyed, but not they're not usually they're usually like two three hour games. Yeah. These aren't twenty thirty yeah. hour. So well, I like the thought of you know like if. If the scale is actually true, and yeah. you're, you're literally walking across America, yeah. like that would just be, I don't know, that would be kind of interesting. I've said it for a long time. This game could be, I, I believe that this game will get reviews that give it a 10, and I believe this game will get reviews for that give it a 2. Yeah. Like there's going to be people who say this is genius, and there's going to be people that say this is ass. Just depends like, don't on how even crazy you want to get. Uh, did you see the disintegration gameplay? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got like a hover cycle? Yeah. What's it look like? It looks like... It takes um, up... The big comment that I heard everybody saying was that the hover cycle takes up like 70% of your screen. Yeah. And it's like an interesting uh, concept, but everybody's like, well, is that really a good idea to have... You're in a vehicle, which is unique. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But um, is it a great idea to have it taking up so much of your screen? You know, what's funny is I, I watched the Superman cartoon this weekend. Yeah. And it was the Lobo ep- episode. And Lobo rides around on a hover cycle. So when you said hover cycle, like, that's all oh, I you could think, think of, of was Lobo riding around on a hover cycle. But, um, yeah, no, I saw this. I did see it. Graphically, it looks great. It looked very similar to... I, I, I thought it was like a Star Wars game at yeah. first. Like, when, when the trailer first started, I was like, was it Star Wars? Yeah. Um, yeah, graphically, it did look good. I just have no idea what to think of it. I, we'll see. It's from one of the creators of Halo, so I mean, I'm keeping my ear open to it. Yeah. Uh, it was also announced at Gamescom that there is a Call of Duty Modern Warfare gunfight, which is the 2v2 mode, which has been very hyped. Everybody loves it. There's an alpha that's PS4 exclusive this weekend, and I'm definitely going to be playing it. I'm going to be streaming it. Uh, you still have a PS4, right? Oh, yeah. Are you going to try it? Oh, yeah. I You don't even need PS Plus either, so thank God. Um, so I'm interested in it. And then you watch Stadia Connect live, so you give me your take on that. Because Google had us had their own. Was it was like a Nintendo Direct? Yeah, basically, I mean right? it looked like the. I mean they stole basically yeah. Nintendo Direct. <laughs> it was it was a Nintendo Direct, but featuring, with Google's name featuring right? Google. Yeah, yeah, and you know the person they had doing it wasn't really as interesting as as. It wasn't Jade, guys. was it? I don't think it was Jade, but you know, it was a girl. I really wasn't paying attention yeah. to who she was. Like, I had it off because I was actually at work. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I had it on my, like, uh, on my phone. Yeah. And I wasn't paying too much attention to the girl because, like I say, she was really disinteresting. Uh, I don't think it was Jade, though, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it was very much like Nintendo's Direct in the format, you know, white background and everything. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, here's, here's another game from X Studio. Yeah. And every game they showed has been out on other consoles for like two or three years. Um, so, you know, please be excited <laughs> for all these games that you've already played or own on some other console that you're going to have to pay full price for 
and, and not, not get, actually like a real own experience. Them. Yeah, either. not actually own them. You're getting you know, input lag, input lag, lost frames. Yep. Um, that's what I probably can't figure uh, out. Artifacts. Like, who is this for? Yeah. Be, like, I understand that streaming games is like a path to the future. The only time I could, the only people that I could hear have said, you know, like this is really interesting to me, are people who basically live on the road. You know, they can't bring their Xbox with them. They can't bring their desktop with them. But they do have, you know, uh, uh, what is it called? A Windows, what the hell is this thing called? Surface. Surface. Yeah. You know, so wherever they go in their hotel, they can fire it up and, you know, play Destiny uh, or Assassin's Creed. Other than that, though, I mean, who's this for? This launches next month, and they've got no games that are, like, you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. I, I mean, they got, they got like, one or two exclusives, but... Well, what the hell are they? They're not worth talking about. Yeah, I, in fact, I was actually just sitting here trying to recall yeah. what, what the one I was telling you about was. Like, or, all orcs must die or whatever. Yeah, right. But um, that's not even exclusive. Well, I think this one is. But I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I say, they have like one or two ex- exclusives. Yeah. I, I'm going to probably buy the controller because I think the controller looks nice. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm sure it'll work with like Steam. PC. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll buy the controller. Who knows? Maybe I'll even try. I just feel like Destiny two, two three years down the road, there's gonna be other streaming services that have just totally surpassed this, and this yeah. will just be like a relic of the past. Well, I mean, the Mortal Kombat guys in their in their little segment, they were like, you know, it's really cool to pause your game, pick your phone up, you know, load up just the same game. And you can keep playing. But xCloud's the same thing. And they've got thousands of games. I know, but xCloud isn't here yet. And, you know, Stadia will be. I think it's here in like two months. But will you want to buy games that you'll never own, never truly own? And I know it's the same. Like, you can say the same for movies. But when I buy a movie digitally. You're going to watch it once, probably. Well, when I buy a movie digitally, yeah. First of all, I usually only spend like... 10 bucks. Yeah. I, I don't usually buy a movie digitally mm-hmm. unless it's like $10 or less. Yeah, yeah. And even then, that's $10 versus 60 Yeah, right. And, you know, like movies, I don't know, I, I just get the urge to watch a certain movie every once in a while. Yeah. Like games, once I'm done with a game, I almost never go back to yeah. it. It's very, very rare that I go back to games. They'd have to be pretty special. So I just feel like the value is Well, you're the only person there. playing single player games anymore. That's anyway. true. <laughs> Um, so the value just isn't there. Um, well, that, to, to my pay problem $60 is that the content's not there. Like, why would I pay for this when I can play these games on so many other places and better quality? Yeah. Unless, like I said, unless I literally live in hotel rooms like across the U.S. for a, a job, I don't see a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, and I get that the barrier of entry is low, and I get all that. But I think it is the future. I think it is the future. And I, I feel like my, my argument is probably going to be a little bit misunderstood because in the future, I think this will be pretty common. Yeah. But here right now, yeah. why would I want to pay $60 for a game that isn't local, that has the input lag, yeah. this and that, when I can buy something from Microsoft and be able to download it and play it natively. Yeah. And then, you know, when, when xCloud does get up and running, I'll be able to play it on my phone and on my computer yeah. and whatever, just like, you know, Stadia. Well, like, and they've already got day one. They've got thousands of games. Yeah. Thousands. So. And you already own. For me, who, for me, who knows what's coming down the pipe? 
it just doesn't make sense for me to to pay full price for these Google games. Well, and the way that they marketed this, which is essentially they haven't, there's no casual gamer out there that's talking about Stadia. None. Yeah. They have no idea what Google Stadia is. The only people who talk about Stadia, I think, are you and I. I you mean, know, and the, even worse than that, even worse than that, you got to pay $10 a month. Yeah. You got to pay $10 a month just to pay the game, so play right, the games. That right you, now, you pay, you, they're oh. really only marketing to the hardcore gamers. Hardcore gamers don't want this. Yeah. We don't want anything to do with it. And... I just feel like this is going to be another Google, hey, we got it, and technically it'll be around for the next yeah. 10 years, but it's just going to be forgotten. I mean, Oh, hey, we did it. You know, like, you just buy, like Google, uh, what's it called, Fiber or do whatever. You, do you buy one brand new game every month? Mm, maybe. Well, if you do, then you can think of it essentially as paying, you know, $69.99 yeah. per game. yeah. For input lag and a, you know yeah. an all around works experience probably, you know. So I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, know you like you don't have to pay for the hardware up front, but after a while you're you're gonna pay. I for just the don't see. And then I just don't see without a massive change and without more investment by Google to lock up more exclusives and to market this. I don't see it taking off. I really don't. But like you said, I think streaming games has a place in the future. But what they're about to release is not going anywhere yeah. soon. Yeah, I think it, you know once five G rolls around, maybe, maybe maybe it'll start to work. But as a fighting game fan, I don't know. Like, well, five G is going to be very scary. Territory. Ten cities in the next twenty years. Yeah. So we'll see. But there was a lot of other interesting topics this week outside of Gamescom, and we got some more Gamescom stuff to come in uh, Godspeed Stories. But the. Respawn, the developers of Apex Legends and Titanfall, well, one guy, let me start by saying that, one guy, one developer from Respawn sparked a lot of outrage on Reddit because, I mean, we all know how gamers are. They want everything for free. This is my opinion, at least. Everybody wants everything for free. They want it now. You know, Fortnite has set this expectation. Um, But basically, he got on there and responded to some of the criticism of Respawn and basically called gamers freeloaders. He said they don't respect developers. You know, like back in the day, he said, you know, we people respected us. And he also used a lot of terms that he shouldn't have. But anyway, yeah. I'm not going to repeat yeah. them on here. Um, it, was all, it was all over monetization in the latest Apex Legends of that. Basically, there's like this one axe that looks really cool, and you can't get it without spending a lot of money, and everybody went berserk. I always say constantly... You know, in my opinion, give me a good game. And whatever you do with the cosmetics, I don't care. Give me a great game that I love to play. Whatever you do with the cosmetics is up. I don't have to buy them. Yeah. And I understand people get upset about it. And I think I think he made a great point by saying that gamers are freeloaders. Because I, yeah. I agree. But his mistake was throwing in other insults. Because if he hadn't thrown those in, nobody would be talking about this. Yeah. But, so Respawn had to apologize. I mean, obviously he's frustrated. He was mad. Yeah, they put a lot of time and work and money in, and then everybody just like, oh, I'm not going to pay for deadly squat. But I, I think, you know, he, he, it's very naive of him like to say that. To strike back. Because problem. It, if I could buy, you know, an item for $50... 
or I, you know, and he wants to sell it for $60, I'm going to yeah. buy it for $50. Like it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't even matter what the item is. Yeah. I'm never going to pay the $10 more if yeah. I don't have to. And then that goes for anything. Like it's yeah. not just video games. Yeah. It's, 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 it's literally anything. It's it's the basis for capitalism. Yeah. Like nobody is going to pay more if they don't have to. Yeah. So, but, but they do. That's the thing. Like, that's what boggles my mind is we're at the point where free-to-play games make more money than charging $60 up front. Yeah. That's why Apex Legends did free-to-play. Because yeah. people pay $200 to get an axe in the game. That's it. And, you know, he said, they, Respawn said that. They call them whales. People yeah. that just yep. dump tons of money into these games. We are talking a couple episodes ago. They call them ago. whales across anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Any, any high roller yeah. is a whale. You know, we are talking last... I think it was last week how Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing were making $40 per download as free-to-play multi, uh, mobile games. Yeah. So that's what boggles my mind. So everybody's like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Take my money. Take my money. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sitting here going, I don't think I've ever bought a paid skin in my life. No. And I appreciate the game. Like, that's why I'm playing it. So yeah. I can enjoy the game, not the damn skin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm like an old man shouting at the clouds, like, don't you want to play the actual game? Yeah. <laughs> don't you don't even care about that? Yeah. Like, I mean, there and there is an intrinsic value to just playing the game. Yeah. I mean, as long as the game's alive, it gives them more chances well, to make money. And, and I hear so many people getting frustrated. They're not enjoying the game because they can't get the skin they want. They can't. They can't unlock this. They can't do this. You know, whatever. It's too hard to get the skin. And it's like... The skin... A, you're in a first-person shooter. You can't even see your own character. So you look so cool. I get it. it I get it. I've gotten cool yeah. skins where I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yep. But, like... People just play such a... Yeah, it's kind of funny, isn't it? I mean, in a first-person game, any skin you, you have is more for everyone Your enemies else's. are enjoying it's, it's it more, more for than everyone you. else's benefit yeah. than your own. But, you know, like... it. You know, people probably never think of it like that, but that's the reality of it. Um, and I get it. I, I do get... Obviously, gamers have voted with their wallets. Skins are valuable. Yeah. Like they say it's worth it to me. And that's just... I don't know. Like, I feel like at some point, you know, here's a developer in this case that developed this game in secret, synced millions of dollars into making this game. Well, they got to make their money back somehow. They can't yeah. give you everything for free. Because they're they want to be nuts. so he was just going off. See, I didn't realize the context of the the tweet. I just, I saw the tweet, I read it, and, yeah. and I was like, oh, you know, he's kind of right. But I, I thought maybe the game wasn't making enough money or something. Like I thought that was the context. No, it was. So a he was just angry that big people discussion on Reddit because of the, they said this event was over monetized. Which respawn came out. They even came out prior to this. Yeah. And said, we do think we over-monetized this. And they changed it. They actually took a step back and said, we're changing this based on your feedback. I feel like this is a new strategy, too. Like, you, you go extremely aggressive, and then you get the good press when there's a backlash, and you go, oh, we're sorry. Yeah. You, you know, could. like, oh, um, we'll fix that. You could. And it was like, well, yeah, this is probably where they always intended to be, but they yeah. figured, what the hell, we'll, we'll get the excited... First the wave. whales. Yeah, the, the, the very hardcore excited yeah. crowd. We'll, we'll soak up all their money. Yeah. And then once the backlash hits, we'll, we'll, we'll drop it down to what it should be. It very well could be, but I, I you could just tell. And I, I don't think this is exclusively a respawn thing. It's like 
you know, gamers are just demanding everything today for free. They don't res- understand that there's actual work going into this behind the scenes, tons of money and time, and they just want to give it to them. And it doesn't always work that way. The developers are a business. They got to yeah. make money. Yeah. And sure, there are times when games get over monetized. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a prime example yeah. of a game that literally almost died because of it. But I just, I, I kind of agree with him. But I, I think him using, you know, language back at people was a yeah. mistake. I, I don't see why you'd fly off the handle. Like, I thought maybe, because I had heard that Apex Legends is slowly fading away. No, season so two. So I thought maybe that was the source of his rage. No, season two, um, it's it's at its peak. It's pop more popular than oh, really? season one. Yeah. See, and I, I, I'd seen that, like, it was fading fast. No. No, the season one, season one, it took a dip. Season two, it jumped way back up, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I, I think it's here to stay. But so flipping to the other, one of the other big FPS franchises. This was bizarre. Speaking of developers flying off the handle, uh, David Vonderhaar, who's one of the heads at Treyarch, uh, who developed Call of Duty Black Ops Four. And he's pretty much the face of Call of Duty Esports, tweeted that he was asked to step down and to move away from Call of Duty. And then he, he his Twitter account got deleted after that. And then he came back and he suddenly said he's going on vacation. <laughs> no one knows what is, what is happening. Um, but it seems like maybe somebody at Activision basically said... And we're going a different way with this franchise, and you're going. Is Treyarch still it. considered the B team for Call of Duty? That's debatable because remember back in the day, like Treyarch was yeah. the B team. Well, there's, Infinity there's War a was C the A team. and a D team. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's uh, why I'm totally lost. Like I don't even know if Treyarch still makes Call of Duty games. I don't even know. They just made Black Ops Four. Okay. So they make the Black Ops games. Yeah. Basically, around the time Black Ops, I think th- two or three came out, and then four again. They're kind of viewed... They were until... Modern Warfare looks really good. So everybody's thinking, well, Infinity Wars is the A-team again. But until Modern Warfare, Treyarch was viewed as... Well, they're the ones now who are carrying yeah. the torch. Yeah. Because they introduced zombies and, you know... Um, but on top... I just, there's so much... Like we said, like there's so much going on with the industry now. So, you know, this guy was apparently being pushed out there... The lead producers of Anthem and Dragon Age 4 have left Bioware. So it kind of seems like the ship is sinking uh, uh, fast over I mean, there. you got to be concerned about Bioware oh, at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, especially given EA's history. That's I what mean, I mean. It's, th- that ship seems to be sinking. And then this one came as a bit of a surprise. Yeah, the creative a... director on Halo Infinite has left 343. That this one I feel good. like is... Well, this one I feel like is circumstantial. Like maybe he moved, took another position. You better hope so. Well, he wasn't head of the game. Microsoft better hope so. He wasn't head of the game. He's he's up there, but um, just like we were saying, I feel like for a while the thing was I'm gonna go independent and I'd like to meet a creative director at some point in my yeah, life. When yeah. I, I mean that'd be interesting. Like I just wonder what it's like to be like yeah. you know, the man or woman solely responsible for this game, you know, either being fun or trash yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um I don't know. So just a lot, lot going on there. Um, more Mixer news. So Mixer is making more, taking more blows at Twitch. 
on Twitch right now, in order to get subscriptions and donations and all that stuff, you have to meet certain criteria as a streamer. You have to have a certain viewership and follows. So Microsoft is changing Mixer. So day one, if you come to stream at Mixer, you can get people can can donate to you, which is really interesting. So they're further incentivizing people to come to Mixer. So they're like, well, you know, Twitch has got criteria for you to meet to take donations. Mixer says, nope, come here and you're set day one. What do you make of? Um, do you think that's a good move? Yeah, I think that's a smart move in the streaming wars that have started um, what do you think I'm going to give you a ninja update yeah how his many book, followers do you think he has there's over a million yep and he's got over a million subs too subscriptions I'm probably one in fact I got I don't even know how that works like are they going to charge me subscription yeah I got like one month you get, free you get a free one so then you're not getting charged for that but after your free one do I have out. to cancel it or, like, I don't even know it depends I'm Depends on how you sign. No, okay. You're not gonna have to. But anyway, cancel. how many? He's got 1.8 million followers, yeah. which for for mixers, gigantic. It's a million more than the second place. Guy. Yeah, I'm sure it is because <laughs> it's legit. One million more. Yeah, it's got the second place guy's got 800,000. Who's that? I don't know. See, I remember a few months ago they signed some girl, and she was a big deal too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious still, to see how many followers. I'm she still has. waiting for Facebook to to sign somebody because they've got so much money and yeah. I, I kind of wonder if it's just going to be the red what are, you, do you remember PAX East they had that big booth Facebook PAX? did yeah yeah. and they yeah. had they had um, oh what is it um, Magic the Gathering Arena yeah remember yeah. that big screen yeah. and everything that was cool so the ongoing stream wars continue because you know how Mixer has I think they're called Sparks when you watch you accrue Sparks and you could do stuff with them no but I'll say yes so you just for watching you earn these things called sparks and you can use them to make fireworks explode in the chat and this like stuff just it gives you some type of incentive for watching twitch is now introducing a system that's almost the exact same so they've obviously got a fire lit under them now because they're like ah this is the beauty of competition Right, right exactly but this one's super interesting tell me what you think about this reddit is debuting a live streaming service God. What do you make of that? There's too many streaming services. But they've got a giant community already. Yeah. And it's not just for gaming. Yeah. It's anything. So Facebook has a giant community already. They haven't invested in it. Yeah. Microsoft technically has a giant community too. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, Mixer hasn't really taken off. Well, it is taking so, off. I mean, it's starting to. I mean, they're starting There's to a lot of things. streamers jumping. But I got to say, you know, I'm actually really surprised that um, Google hasn't made a bigger push on this, especially yeah. with even YouTube gaming. You know, it just seems like... Well, Google w- sucks at well, everything. It just seems like, like with YouTube, yeah, like they would see Twitch as a threat. Yeah. Especially since they're... It they're, is. Especially since they're using YouTube to essentially bash Amazon's um, devices like mm-hmm. the Echo Show because mm-hmm. they, they've withheld YouTube yeah. from the Echo Show. So, I mean, and Amazon owns Twitch. So, at yeah. any moment, Amazon could say, well, wait a minute. Why don't we just make Twitch our YouTube? Well, I mean, they, they already have. Um, if you Like, whenever I do a stream on Twitch, your stream is instantly it becomes video on demand. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, but it's still very much, there's a certain format to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's a streaming service. Yeah. 
But there's no reason they can't just suddenly just say, okay, well, we're going to have like any videos. You can do that right now. Well, yeah, but, but if they're not there's really not that. a big push no. in the same way they no. do. But they could, they could reposition it for that. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm really amazed that you and Google and, and YouTube, you know, haven't seen that. They're as not willing to invest threat. in anything. That, and I'm saying the same thing about Facebook. I can't believe. It seems like it's either going to happen soon to where they're going to go out and sign one of the big streamers from Twitch to come to them or they're just going to leave their platforms out there to be low-end competitors yeah. for a long time. Well, i got to say, I, I do really like that YouTube is like the only video, you know, content-created yeah. video service. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. nice to be able to just go to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so you and I talked a little bit about this. Uh, VentureBeat has highlighted that small towns are making themselves into tourist locations by focusing on esports. By they're like building an esports arena uh, because this is the regret topic. Well, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> We're giving you all our secret. Um, you know, esports is the secret, especially if you don't live in a, a large city. Yeah, you can still be in on the sports scene. And, well, uh, Think about it. It's pretty smart because let's say you're a town that doesn't really have any natural resources. Well, we can make artificial resources. You know, we don't have a scenic beauty that people are going to come see. So let's make a... Well, and the other other really beautiful thing about esports is you don't actually have to be there. You don't have to be there for esports. Yeah. I mean, you do and you don't. Well, if you're one of these towns, you want the people there. Well, but I mean, like your viewership. Like, it, you don't necessarily, like, if, if I'm a fan, yeah. I don't necessarily have to be there right. to, to get, like, an experience. Because, yeah. you know, being at home or being there is roughly the same experience. And obviously, yeah. there are a few more perks if, yeah. you're, if you're actually at the event and you can actually meet, you know, yeah. the, the people playing the games. Yeah. Um, well, you're more part of the crowd. It's, yeah, more of a, it's like I going mean, to a concert versus watching yeah, it on YouTube. But it's not the same as, like, going to, like, a football game or yeah. something. It's just... It's just it's not because yeah. it, at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're watching something on a screen. Yeah, yeah. And so well, there's advantages watching from the comfort of your home, but then, like you said, it's totally different when you're there with the crowd. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some, and, some perks to be there a lot. Yeah, but it's not the same. Like, yeah, if I went to a you know New York Giants football game, seeing them actually throw the ball and actually hitting each other live in front of me is going to be a different experience. Yeah, oh yeah, but. With esports, you're always going to watch it on a screen. Yeah. At, you know, like that's just no matter where you go. Yeah. So, from if you're actually interested in the gameplay portion, more so than just like meeting the yeah. guys behind yeah. it, it's going to be the same experience. Right. Like, so there is a certain equalization there. Yeah. Because you don't need a huge crowd. You don't. You don't need a hundred thousand yeah. people stadium. I think the biggest. I think the biggest esports stadium that I've seen is maybe like 8,000, 9,000 people. Yeah. And, well, um, yeah, you can have it at any arena, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, like they, we have a well they booked Madison Square Garden for the Overwatch League, yeah. and they filled it out. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you can't have big crowds. Yeah, but, you don't but dedicated esports. Because you can stream it over the internet. And yeah. It's, it's really the same if you care about the actual game. Yeah. It's more about the community experience when you're going. Yeah. So, maybe one day we'll see an eSports arena in Binghamton, New York. Let's hope. So, I got to play a bunch of games this week. I got to play Bleeding Edge, which is one of Microsoft's... This is Ninja Theory's first game. Uh, 
I'm in the alpha for it. I can't stream it. I can't take video. I liked it. It's fun. It's uh, it's not definitely not as deep as a fighter. It's more like a brawler, like um, Super Smash Brothers style. I hate to make that comparison because it's not like that. But your your actual skill sets. Yeah, I mean that's what I was expecting. Yeah, I I liked. It. I don't think it's gonna be the next big esport, but I'm definitely gonna be playing it more because there is a lot of different characters to learn, and uh, that's really fun. It's got that. You know, think about fighters. What characters you use? I used the guy with the snake for an arm. I don't know what his name is. Uh, there's a, a guy who looks like Reaper who has like two big like machetes. He looks like Reaper from Overwatch. And then uh, there's a character that rolls around in a hover bike actually, and as uh, a healer. It's definite that team play is really good in this game, and support is really good. Um, I, I just liked it a lot. I was pretty pretty impressed. Again, I don't think it's gonna get get like ten point overviews. I think it'll probably get sevens and eights. But yeah, I do think it was good. Did you watch that sub Rosa video? Yes, I, I did. You? Oh my god! And there's only one way I can think of describing this game, and that is uh, being Christopher Reeves trying to. Oh my yeah, god! I played it. I played it. I played it, and it is exactly like that video. <laughs> The people that play this game are ridiculous. It's just, it's got to be seen to be believed. Sub Rosa, look it up. So is the whole point of the game to like fight with the controls to like... No, no. Do so what you're the doing? The point of the game... Because it looks like the most clumsy game I've ever oh, seen. Oh, it is. There's three factions and you spawn on one of the three factions. Then you have, your objective is to go make business deals with the other factions and, you know, make money. Yeah. But the deals often go bad. You've got guns that you can use so you can stick each other up. I like that premise. That's a good premise. It's great. It's great because you don't know who, who you can trust. You know, I, I, I rolled up on one. Okay, but what, what deal isn't going to be like a heist or... or well, know, no, I, I was part of one where we pulled up, two cars pulled that's up. That's boring. One got out, gave the briefcase, the other one gave a briefcase, then we both left. That's boring. But the... But every Light other one is... Oh, yeah, it's horrible. So the one... Someone's calling you. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, so the one team was on the roof of a building, you know, and the other team's down below, and, and and they're going, you know, give us the case, give us the case. The one guy on the ground is blasting just the two of us by Will Smith through his microphone. <laughs> the guy on the roof, okay, he's got the case, and he's like, I'm hey, going to... play just the No, 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 no. <laughs> um... So the guy finally throws. So I watched the briefcase comes down. The guy, the guy on the other team, picks it up, opens it. There's nothing in the case. So you know everybody's aiming their guns up, getting, getting. So then another briefcase comes flying down. <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, like people are punching each other out. And, and now in this game, when you throw a punch, if you do not connect, or even if you do connect, you might fall down yourself, right? Um, you could fall down pretty easily because yeah, yeah it the just looks like wonky. the most. It looks like the most clumsy game I've ever seen in my the life. The physics are wonky. Uh, you know, one of my first games, there's a guy, there's a, we come up to this garage and there's this guy up on top he sees, and he's going, I've been shot and I can't get up. I need help. Somebody please help me. And then like, I'm looking up, I'm looking up and I've got a teammate with me. And then so the guy's looking down at us and he's got his gun out. So I look up and I see him and he's got his gun out and he goes, I'm okay now. And he starts shooting. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like, it was, it feels like one of those really old school, like, 
early internet games, you know, yeah. where just people were first learning, like, all the stuff speaking they could which, do to speaking each which, other. I just have to throw this out there. There was a Reset Era thread on on Chuck's Quest, and that, that, oh, really, that really touched me down deep because we used to play that game all the time in, like, fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just had to throw that out there. I also played Gears Pop, which I know is your most anticipated game. No, actually, I was going to say, I saw that. I just saw that, and I was like, I, I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> uh, so, you had asked a funny question that was relevant, though. Like, why are they taking a Violet franchise and trying to make it for kids? They actually do this all the time. They do this all the time. Yeah. Well, here's, here's I just thought you'd enjoy this, and this is all I'm going to say about it. When you win the game, or if you lose, your characters run together and have like a you know famous gears chainsaw battle. Yeah. Well, instead of going into each other, your little Funko Pop head just pops up. <laughs> uh, I'm three and zero in Gears Pop, by the way, so I'm gonna be the number one player in the world. All right, now to get to the biggest news. So now of the week, you take this one away because you've been following this and saying this is gonna happen for months and months. So tell me more about this. How how did this happen? And what does it mean? Marvel, Marvel lost Spider-Man. Marvel and Sony sat down at the table, and much like your game there, Subrosa, uh, <laughs> the, the deal, deal had gone bad. And, and you know, now all I can imagine is like that deal, like playing out Throwing just like that. Subrosa, help me, help me, I'm down. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, no, I mean, first of all, let's just preface this with. All reports say that maybe it's not over. I've heard that. Maybe it's not over. I sort of suspect... This is a play. I sort of suspect it's not over. But, but, I do believe that Venom and Into the Spider-Verse being both doing extremely well has definitely, like... They're both Sony projects, right? What's that? They're both Sony projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, both of those movies doing well for Sony... I think has probably turned some heads yeah. within Sony to go. Wait a minute, we can make a good Spider-Man movie too. Yeah, like well, Venom what? sucked. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, oh no, Venom <laughs> sucked. Like, <laughs> but it, it made a lot of money. And this this is the part that breaks my heart because yeah. Venom is a terrible movie. And if they make a sequel, that's gonna. Be I fun. saw a random clip and I almost texted you. I was in disbelief that there was a she Venom and Venom. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, there's everybody's Venom oh, at one point god. in Venom. Everybody, like literally everybody's been Venom at some point. Um, so my fear though is, is like to me Venom. What what happened with the Venom movie? Yeah, was just people were excited to have a Venom movie. That's it. Like yeah. yes, he was in Spider Man Three, but that was just sort of kind of Venom. Like now we had like a real Venom. Yeah. So like it was a terrible movie, but people were just excited yeah. just to see the character, the character on the screen. Yeah. And it, it just has the feel of like they're amazing Spider Man. You know, the, the last yeah. Spider-Man series where people went out and saw the first one. And yeah. the first one was just, yeah, you know, well, it, was it was okay yeah. at best. Yeah. You know, okay at best. And then the second one comes around. The second one's trash. And people are like, well, well I, I thought the second one was okay, too. It's not good. Oh, God. Amazing Spider-Man just, 2 is okay. the worst movie I've ever seen. No. Worst movie. Spider-Man 3 is the worst movie no. I've ever seen. I, yes. No. I, you know, I actually... No, I got to confess. Spider-Man 3 is the only I got movie confessions. I almost walked out of the theater. I downloaded Spider-Man 3 at one point, and I cut out that dancing scene. Yeah, 
and I saved it like that, and that was the movie to me, and it was it was it was very good. During that scene, I almost walked. Out. No, me too. <laughs> I swear to God, I was embarrassed to be there. I was too. Um, so that's why I, I edited that out, and to me, that part never happened. But um, how did that make it into the movie? Like, so, how did nobody in the studio go like, know. "This is really bad"? You know, I gotta I gotta be honest with you for a moment here. The longer that this plays out, yeah. and the more likely it is that he is gonna leave yeah. the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The more okay I, I am with it, because, you know, we got to see Spider-Man in the Marvel yeah. Universe, and yeah, that was it was cool. But, you know, the more I think about it, the, the less I actually like this. It was Spider-Man. mostly cool because of what they did with him and Iron Man's relationship. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that's the reason I don't like it. Yeah. Because to me, he is, you know, he's Iron Lad, essentially. You know, yeah. like he's, he's just Iron Man's sidekick. Yeah. And in fact, someone pointed this out. And once someone pointed this out to me, it really made me go, oh, yeah, that's yeah. why I don't like it. Is well, the he's fact, a kid. They can't, well, no, in the, the MCU, the fact they can't is, make the kid. The fact is, is he's got access to all of Iron Man's technology. Yeah. So why even bother being Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, why not why just put on... Iron Man? Yeah, why don't, why don't you just put on... Like, yeah. you already have, like, Iron Man's suit. Yeah. So why even bother with yeah. like the webs and stuff? I don't. I don't necessarily mean like the action aspect. I mean the Tony Stark Peter Parker actual relationship. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. But but, but to me, the, the character of Spider-Man in the MCU, as far as being a hero, to me the, yeah, the story I, is fatally flawed because if he has complete access to Iron Man stuff, yeah. which he does, yeah, why bother being Spider-Man? Yeah. Why, why bother with the webs and this and that? You, you could just fly. So you saw. Um, Far From Home or whatever the new one was called. Yeah. I didn't see it. And I loved it. It seems to me that they were Marvel was betting pretty big on that character and the future of their... Yeah. Which, how big of a blow do you think it is for them well, to lose Well, and I, I, think, I think a lot of the reason they did that was to try and force Sony's hand. Yeah. And, you know, like, so I think they... Well, I think it just gave Sony a stronger position. Like, you need this. You better pay up. Yeah, sort of. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it could go either way, really. But to me, like, to me, they were saying, like, look, we're, we're putting Spider-Man at the center of this universe. And if you pull Spider-Man out, like, all of our fans are going to hate you, yeah. hate PlayStation, hate anything to do with They're Sony. not going to support your so, movies. So they are essentially turning it into, like, sort of like a bomb. Yeah. And handing it to Sony and yeah. saying, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. And that, you know, I think it had Venom and Into the Spider-Verse not done so well. Yeah. I think Sony definitely would have been like, the, oh, okay. What's the well, actual whatever. business side of it here? Sony wants more money from Marvel to use it? Is that the... Is Marvel that... wants more money from Sony. So, so their, their arrangement right now is... That seems backwards. The arrangement right now is Marvel gets to keep all the merchandising yeah. money, and Sony gets to keep 95% of the gate. You know, whatever whatever the movie actually makes, Sony yeah. gets ninety five. Marvel gets five percent. But I believe the merchandising is actually Probably as big bigger, or bigger than the movie, yeah. than the movie which is pretty astonishing. Well, bands these days, you know, you don't make money selling your music; you make it selling the merchandise. Yeah, you make so, it selling the concert ticket. So now Marvel has come to the table and said, "Okay, well, we don't want five percent anymore. We want fifty percent." Yeah. Ten times more than they're that. never going to get. And they were already getting more because of the merchandise. They're never going to get. Yeah, uh, which is which does seem a little crazy to me. Like, I think maybe they were hoping like, oh, unless you, know. you buy the IP from Sony, you're never going to get. Yeah. So, 
So of course Sony's like Sony's got well, too much leverage. Sony at that point, Sony's looking at it and going, well, you know, like Venom made eight hundred or nine hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, into the Spider-Verse did really well. Why don't we just make our own Spider-Man movie at that? Make hundred percent of the profit. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, this even even if it's crap, like the Amazing Spider-Man two, it's still gonna make seven hundred million yeah. at at least. Yeah. You know, so so I got a feeling at this point, you know, Sony's just looking at the numbers and thinking to themselves like, why? Why bother? Why? Yeah. I mean, we can we can we can have Spider-Man and Venom in the same movie, which yeah. is gonna make a billion dollars. Yeah. You know, why why should we bother with you guys? Yeah. And it's a good argument. Yeah. It's a good argument. So, yeah. I don't know. In a way, I'm, I'm, I'd be okay with that. Because yeah. I kind of want to see Spider-Man and Venom. And I don't think that'll ever happen in the MCU. No, I don't think it will either. So, uh, and Spider-Man sort of has like a universe to himself where you can... That's you can the just, one thing. I Like I thought, like I said, I thought his movies, his Marvel movies were, were good based purely on the fact that he was a character that Tony Stark, that relationship was good. Other than that, I've always felt that Spider-Man, I mean... You put him next to heroes like Thor. I mean, it, yeah, the only way you can even make him relevant is to put him in an Iron Man suit, basically, like an yeah. Iron Spider suit. Because other than that, he's, I mean, he's a 17-year-old kid or whatever in a cloth suit. That yeah. doesn't fit in the MCU. I would like to see one more Marvel yeah. Universe Spider-Man, just so they can finish the story. Well, that's what I wonder. It's going to be gonna, really weird. What are they going to say now? Yeah, like, it's going to oh, be oh, really weird. Peter just... Died of cancer or something yeah. like. like what how, are how are you gonna explain the like, radiation got to him? He's gone. Spider Man's not there. What whatsoever? Like, yeah. Ever. Yeah. All like, these. He's got depression, so he's not coming out. Of I his mean, room he was anymore. an Avenger, and you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Was, what are they gonna? He was literally like, oh, you know, like he's gonna be the new Tony Stark, yeah. and you know, like the universe has already acknowledged this. Yeah. So how do you go from that to oh, he, he's just uh, he's he's gone on vacation. He's gone now. <laughs> you know, and, oh, he's gone on another vacation. Yeah. Like, again. I, I, don't, I don't know how you step back from that so I, I feel like they need at least one more movie with him just yeah. to like come up with a reason for why he's from not there gone, yeah. so this one will probably be a quick one uh, and this did come quick and I think a lot of us probably forgot this you know, we've been talking about how GameStop's failing as a business well I kind of forgot that they owned Game Informer oh. and Game Informer is the only standalone gaming magazine in existence anymore Jeez. well half of the staff just got fired because GameStop Wow. Doesn't have money, and they should just spin them off. They well, I, that's the only way. Either I see Game Informer having to buy itself out, or they're just gonna the staff is gonna have to start a new magazine. Yeah, that's sad. But starting a new magazine in 2019 is probably almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'd start a magazine. I think yeah. you'd start a website. Yeah, I mean, I just started watching. But even a little websites bit. are hard to start now. Did you ever see like um, the, the, build a base? the Game Informer show? Yeah, like on YouTube yeah. and stuff. Like I just started watching that a little bit, so. Sad to see this happen. Yeah, it's the one standalone magazine that we have. And they do do a good job of getting exclusives every month. Yeah. The, the, the cover of Game Informer yes. matters. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the cover of Game Informer is sort of like video games cover of Rolling Stone. Well, and because it is a lie with GameStop, every mom or dad or gamer that walks into GameStop, that that game is all over. Yeah. So it's good advertising. But that may be gone soon. So now I changed the name of uh, this this segment to just ridiculous stuff because I feel like uh, draw your own conclusions just wasn't working. So we can put whatever ridiculous stuff in here, good or bad, uh, or just outlandish, crazy things. The first one is uh, 
Trump wants to buy Greenland, which I just... I have no opinion, good or bad. I just think it's crazy that we're talking about. It's funny. Well... It's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's... Draw your own conclusions. It's something. Right. That's what I mean. Like, it's just... This is... Yeah, like, you never know... You really never know what you're going to wake up to these days. No, that's what I mean. Like, we're talking about... We're going to buy Greenland? And I think it's kind of funny that we've had, you know, poor Puerto Rico down there forever. I know. And, you know, we treat them as, like, second-hand <laughs> citizens. And then here we are, well, let's go buy Greenland. Uh, I don't know. Just, just interesting. I have no opinion, good, bad, in between. Just, it's something. That's right. You're going to love this. This is a did you know. I was doing some research in a Devolver recently. Because, you know, we always talk about how awesome of a company they are. and You know, they just do whatever. You know, whatever the heck they want, they do it. So I started doing some research, and I'm like, who owns this company? Who runs this company? The face of Devolver isn't even a real person. It's a it's a persona. <laughs> it's a fake guy named Fort Parker. He's got his own Twitter account, like all this stuff. It's just it's what you'd probably imagine. It's like an old guy with a white mustache. <laughs> it's like something Devolver obviously thought of, oh, like just something else that. I love it. Perfect. But I think I the funny it. thing is, like, yeah, I can't figure out who the hell is behind Devolver. I really can't. Yeah, I got to look this up. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Fork Parker. Devolver. His technical title is CFO, not uh, CEO. I followed him on Twitter. He doesn't tweet very often, though. Oh, God. This one, I'm really going <laughs> to. I'm going to go as quick as I do find him. Yeah. <laughs> Devolver grilling in this picture. (laughs) That's what I mean. It's perfect Devolver. And and his his title in this picture is Chronic PP Pants Sufferer. (laughs) Devolver is just the greatest. This one, I guess there's not too much to say about it, but again, 2019, man. Like, what the heck? Kurt Schilling ran a video game company called 38 Studios. What was that game they made? Chronicles of, what, what was that called? Amalon or I don't know whatever was, you know what I'm talking yeah, it about was, it was it an RPG was, boy I wish this game was World of Warcraft yeah uh, well the, the MMO got cancelled yeah the game they did they did release a game a single player one and everybody said it was pretty decent yeah but long story short they took out a massive loan from the state of Rhode Island Rhode Island gave them of all the people a 75 million dollar loan like an economic development loan you know like invest in this studio and we'll turn out New jobs and all that stuff. Kurt Schilling. Yes, the guy who pitched for the Red Sox. I hate the Red Sox enough as is. On top of this... Mr. Bloody Sock himself. Yes. So, the guy... The studio folds. The game fails. The studio folds. He left the taxpayers on the hook for $28 million. So, he stole $28 million from the state of Rhode Island. That will forever go unpaid. They took it to court... Rhode Island said this. they literally have no money. It's fiscally impossible for them to pay this back. And so they, they he, ended. Was he funding 38 Studios or is that the name, 38 Studios? That's his name. The studio's name, 38 Studios. So even that is fraudulent because they only took $28 million, not 38 well, No, they took 75 Oh, Jesus. But they were paying back some of it, and then they ran a studio into the ground. They couldn't pay back anymore. They took off $75 million Yeah. For games? For a game studio, yeah. That hadn't made a single game. Yeah. And this Rhode Island game. And Rhode Island gave it to them. Yes. 
So this guy stole, legitimately stole. He pitched for the Red Sox, strike one. He stole $28 million from the taxpayers of Rhode Island. State two. Now he's running for Congress in Arizona. Sounds like the perfect fit for this Congress. Is, this is what drives me insane. It's like it's like the idea these days is to make yourself so infamous that everybody's talking about you and then run for office. It sounds like he's perfect for Congress. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stealing money from Americans. It's nothing, and then run for government. There's nothing that qualifies you more for, yeah. for the American government at this point. Good God. Do not vote for the. If there's a single person listening to this podcast in the state of Arizona and you vote for this guy, please do not. Please, I'm begging you. I mean, what a strange trajectory. I will give you a loan not to vote. Baseball, for this video games, Congress. Congress. Okay. Oh. And this is a short one. The new Contra game, which looks terrible, has a 4v4 PvP mode, which looks even more terrible. You shoot, you literally, tell me what this reminds you of. You shoot a giant bug. And you have to roll it into your other team's goal by shooting it. Oh, God. It's Not like Rocket the, um, Ripoff. Yeah. With Contra. Oh, no, no. I was thinking you were talking about that um, that terrible Metroid soccer game. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. That too. Uh, we've got no questions for this episode, but just a reminder, you guys can submit questions to us on Twitter and Discord or just something you want us to talk about, and we'll do it. So now it's time for the now popular at least we enjoy it I don't know if anybody popular else amongst us yes <laughs> everyone in this room loves it yeah uh, Godspeed stories so we, we try to we got a lot of stuff to cover and we're trying to make our episode shorter so we throw the big the pieces of news that are worth talking about but we, we just want to let you know and we throw them out at each other and uh, we try to get through it as fast as we can so are you starting or am I starting you can start so I'm giving you this one? Yes. Okay. So we're going to set the timer and see how fast we can go. So Godspeed Stories 54. I still want some kazoo or like uh, <laughs> fake gunshot sound to start this off. But All right. Godspeed Stories 54 starting in 3, 2, 1. Uh, Volition is making a new Saints Row game. These games have gotten more and more ridiculous. Did you ever play any of these? Uh, I played the first one. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was, the first one was oh. good. And then it got crazier and crazier. You yeah. know, it was almost like Dead Rising. Well, you're beating each other with sex toys yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Need for Speed Heat revealed. Releases in November. Are you ready? Are you feeling the need <laughs> for speed? Uh, no. And this is one of those franchises I feel like should just go away. Yeah. Uh, THQ it says the pl- a future for time splitters is being planned. This franchise has been dormant for a while. Did you enjoy this franchise, or would you like to see it make a comeback? Uh, I played a little bit at your house. I thought it was okay. I mean, I could go either way. I feel, I like, feel like the time has passed. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Time is that, up. Yeah. Yeah. Time splitters. <laughs> uh, rumors suggest that Ewan McGregor is returning to the Obi-Wan Kenobi role. Are you uh, happy to see Ewan back? Star Wars sucks. Cliffy B of Unreal and Gears of War fame says that he has a new game idea. Do you think Cliffy B will ride again? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Power Stone producer says he wants to make a sequel to the greatest games ever put to disc. Are you excited? Uh, Please be excited. I never played Power Stone. I know that you are excited. I think the brawler genre is underserved, so if they want to make another uh, one, this do could it. be so good right now. 
Epic opened a new German studio run by the former Factor 5 heads who made the old Rogue Squadron yep. games on GameCube. Yep. Do you recall that these games weren't actually good and were massively overhyped? <laughs> uh, I think Lair, right? They, they made Lair? Yeah. I think Lair confirmed that. Uh, PUBG, Xbox, and PS4 getting cross-play. Are you ready to take the console wars to yet another game? I'm actually going to go back and play some PUBG. Kerbal Space Program 2 and Everspace 2 have been announced. Are you are, have, are you ever going to play one of these space exploration type games? Not, not one of these two. <laughs> um, Minecraft and Modern Warfare getting ray tracing. Uh, do you think ray tracing is overrated or the real deal? I think it's a buzzword. I think it's cool, but it's a buzzword. Uh, Dead by Daylight is getting a Stranger Things crossover. Do you think that these... Um, these entertainment crossovers are effective because I do. I think they're they're cool. This one I can't even imagine how that, how you could possibly cross these over. It um, works. Xbox exclusive Vigor from Vigor, Vigor from Bohemia Vigor. releasing soon. Okay. <laughs> this is this is this is the it's like Daisy and Escape from uh, Tarkov. I played this like the first day it came in early access. It wasn't that great. And I don't know what this developer is trying to do competing with itself. Ori in the Blind Forest, the first Ori game, is coming to Switch shortly before the sequel comes out on Xbox. Good business move or bad? Uh, great business move. Agree. Um, Switch is taking over. I, I don't agree, but... Okay. Hotline Miami Collection and Super Hot are coming out to the world's greatest console, the Nintendo Switch. Are you going to be buying these when you buy your Nintendo Switch? If you own a Switch, please buy Hotline Miami oh, Collection. It's going to be so it's good. So good. Uh, the follow-up to Her Story, which I loved that game, Telling Lies, is out on August 23rd. It's a game that is all... It's made in real video, and you have to like explore real video of real people. Well, but does that interest you? Uh, I hear it's a lie, so I don't know. <laughs> um, Ghost Runner announced. Cyberpunk Ninja Game. What am I just reading? Uh, so there's a ninja game that's a cyberpunk game at the same time. They just got announced at Gamescom. So there's another cyberpunk, not actual cyberpunk as in, but that that setting. Yeah. Uh, that sounds cool. Sure. <laughs> Sega hyped up the announcement of a new AAA franchise and then announced Humankind, a Civilization ripoff. Should Sega just fall into a black hole and die? I Yes, but first, <laughs> let me just say I saw this game and my first reply on the internet was, is this a new Civilization <laughs> expansion pack? Um, Bond 25 title is No Time to Die. Uh, is there time for Bond to die? I... Daniel Craig's last ride is Bond. Please be good. Please be good. Every other one is, so we're, we're due. Hopefully. Matrix 4, the Keanu Reeves renaissance is continuing. They're making a Matrix 4 with the Wachowskis, with Keanu, with the girl who played Trinity. Do you think that this is actually going to pan out well? I'd rather take my chances with 30 to 50 feral <laughs> hogs. Um, Path of Exile getting a tower defense mode on September 6th. Are you excited for Tower Defense Mode in Path of Exile? Uh, Path of Exile is a game that I always wanted to get into, but I feel like it, I, I always hear it's hard to get into, so yeah. I never do. Uh, Bane killed Alfred in the latest Batman comic. Are you shocked? I'm shocked until Alfred Comes is back. mysteriously resurrected in like 10 issues. 
Gears Tactics has been confirmed for Xbox, but not until after the PC version. Are you surprised that they're launching a game on PC before Xbox? We're second-class citizens on the Xbox. <laughs> always have been, always will be. Five and a half minutes, not bad. Uh, next episode, we'll take a look at what's coming out in September. Did you finish Dark? Yes. So maybe we'll get to discuss Season 2 of Dark. And then, uh, you know what? The week after that, it's hard to believe. We get Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. So we got, we're going to have a lot more coming up. Wild Classic comes out next week, so the show's probably just done. I won't be around anymore. And uh, that's, that's just a joke. We'll be back next week. Uh, I got nothing else to say, I guess. Episode 54, The Birds. Yeet. Yeet or be yeeted. The Birds. I think we're, I think we're too old to use yeet.